0: Welcome to another episode of Man Vs. Marriage. A little pre-note here, three times in a row on the last few episodes. But I felt it was critical to let you know. Um, this is really open mic discussion after uh, after the last couple episodes. And Coach Reed and I just uh, decided after having the discussion and then uh, listening back to it that it's about as real and raw as it gets. And we wanted to... Uh, wanted to send that to you so you could hear kind of behind the scenes at uh, what our discussions are and um, where our heart truly is. And uh, as always, just hoping that this will help you and maybe help other people. And uh, so maybe not as formal as a normal uh, man versus marriage episode, but it's an episode nonetheless that we feel like will make an impact. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Unless you're at the gym, then pump that iron. Anyway, you know I got mad love for you, my peoples. Uh, Talk to you soon. Roll, Todd.
1: The Podcast.
0: How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage.
1: You all right? I am.
0: It's the hard, ugly stuff, you know, right there.
1: It is. But I just think. Honestly, Quincy, this is the core of Human Genie, but this is your story. Right. I think this is your story that you guys can help so many people that are in and you feel trapped. I don't have the answers. Like I said, I'm furthest from being in this category or this, subject matter because I know nothing about it. I've I've never experienced it. I've only experienced it through your guys' eyes. You you're my only view of what I even have a minute of what you guys go through. And it's I mean, it's so small. And I just really hope that You and Jeannie can see the importance of sharing your story because I think this is your story. It really really is. Yeah. As much as you guys try to avoid it, not have it, not acknowledge it,
0: we acknowledge it to one another.
1: You do. I'm sure you do.
0: Not outside of that, but we acknowledge it to, to one another because who else do we have?
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, who else do we have? And that's, that's what all this, all this work is going into redefining. That's why it's like, so to me, and it's not like a business speech or, you know, anything else, nothing false. It's why so much work I'm putting so much work into try, not trying, but into redefining who I want to be. Because if I don't and Jeannie doesn't, if we don't go for this, it's all going to collapse.
1: It's going to suck you in.
0: And then we're both going to be depressed alcoholics. And, yeah. you know, as disgusting as it sounds, one day you might grab the 9 millimeter and end it all. That's why it's it's important, to you know, to do this to do the coaching and and to grow and to have some kind of a vision for the future where you say yeah all this all this life is happening but it's happening for me
1: that's that's so hard to swallow it's so hard to swallow
0: and i it is. And
1: I don't, when I say it, I don't say it lightly. I mean, there's no. so many, there's, and we all have stories. We all have things that have gone through that, you know, that we've gone through personally and it hurts and it's hard. And, and you want me to take it and say, this is for me. Like, how, how do you do that? How do I maneuver myself through that emotionally Not even like in my thought process, but like emotionally, how can you say like being betrayed by your family and, you know, like saying that your family is just too much or you're a burden? How do you, how can I say this is happening for me? Like, who does that? And, and that, I mean, when I say that kind of stuff, I do not say that lightly because that's a mouthful. Yeah. Because it's something within you that really has to hone in and really see the good in it.
0: You can't say it and not believe it. Exactly. Um, it's it's just
1: not something oh yeah, I you know, this is happening this is happening for me and not to me. You know, that's like BS. Like I totally call the BS card, but
0: Yeah, it's um you know, I I could I could pinpoint a silver lining, you know, in just about anything, some things, it's still out there mm-hmm. and you can't find it.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: some yeah. things are just out there and you, you, you can't find it. But, you know, and I'll tell you what was really hard is that religious mindset that thank God I'm out of, but that, you know, God is in control and doing all oh, this. Oh my gosh. And, you know, he's doing this to you to teach you a lesson. Right. He won't give you more than you can handle and, you know, all, all these other things to say. No, God did not give me autistic kids on purpose. Right. And you know, God did not. Uh, you know, cause a protein buildup in Hannah's shunt and cause right. her to have multiple. You know, seizures so that she would have to have multiple brain surgeries. Mm-hmm. There's a factor of this where a life is happening. Exactly. And things happen. And yeah, technically everything happens for a reason. It's because life is happening. Right. I fully believe in the power of God and who God is, but he did he it's not a game set up to where he's controlling me and doing things to me. Uh-huh. It's called life. And it's moving along and you know, there's things that are in your control. Things that are outside of your control and things just, they happen, you know? Right. And some things I've caused to happen to myself and some things I haven't. Um, So true. And it's like things, you know, it's like you gotta, me, I, I've just gotta get perspective sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's some of these things that are down, down deep, You don't know until, you know, you start asking questions and it's like, yeah, why in the hell do I feel like I'm a burden on people? Why? You know, my kids are not terrorizers. They're a lot of fun. You know, they're... But
1: your response of walking into a room and having that mindset that I'm a burden, people feel it and feed off it. I believe that. So it's it's not it's it's like they're feeding off of the energy per se yeah. that you're putting out there. And because you're apologizing for your kids and you're apologizing that you're a bother, you're apologizing that you're they're so big, you know, that you're a big family. It's like you're making these apologies when you don't need to be. But that's the energy that you're sending out there because somewhere along the line, like somebody said something that having a lot of kids is a burden. And I'm not even talking like... In your circumstances as far as, you know, with, with the kids having autism, I'm just talking, just having a lot of kids is a burden because where did that, you know, you know, you just have to, you, you're allowed to have 2.1 kids in life and, or 1.1, whatever the statistics are, you're, you're only allowed that. And if you get out of that circumference of what it is that people believe, like, okay, like you're the you're that
0: odd man out. People, you know, will say, and it's not like they know you can hear it, but it's like, they lo- it's like somehow because you have more people in your family, you're all of a sudden a nuisance or a burden to people because you've upset their routine, you know? And I
1: think, you know, sometimes like, okay, so for me, if it's for me, like I'm thinking for me, I'm thinking just Rita taking in all your kids. There's a fear on my part that something's going to happen to Kiki. And I don't want that responsibility. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a huge like responsibility. I would do it like hands down. I would do it. And you know that I would, I would do whatever I can do. But in the back of my mind, just me being Rita, if something happened to Hunter and I wasn't able to, to tend to him or something happened or like Gracie had a seizure. I mean, these things really do run through my mind. Yeah. Like being entrusted. You guys are entrusting me with your kids to watch your kids. What if something happens? Like, what if Kiki loses her shit? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do. it's not it's not like people I don't think per se do it so much. I would never do that intentionally, but in the back of my mind there's this fear. Yeah. What if something happens?
0: We have the same fear.
1: What if something happens? What am I gonna do? Yeah. What what do I do? Like I don't even know what to do. Call nine one one. I mean I don't know what to do. Right, You know what I mean? So it's like, so you, you're not going to put, when it's a fear, you're not going to put yourself purposely (laughs) in that situation, Right, you know, but it's just like, that's just me being honest. That's just me being, but then again, if you guys call, say, Hey, can you do this? Some kind of, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Right. And I I will do what I can. And you have. And it's just, but sometimes in the back of my mind, it's like, what if something happens to Kiki? What am I going to do?
0: And that, what you just said right there, is what we go through every single every single time we imagine. go into public. Um, that is precisely what goes through our mind. I
1: can't even, I can't imagine living that life.
0: It's wild. I, I mean, c- I'll tell you, in the summer, in the summer, we would sit out in that dirt church parking lot. I would sit out there with her. Beaten up just to negotiate to get her, her out, out of the van. Yeah. And I'm talking meat gone on my knuckles from her biting me, you know, busting my eye open, um, kicking, punching. I'm telling you, if she was in her right mind fully and she had the strength and the hand-eye coordination, the quickness and the and the kill zone ability... she she would be, if she wanted to, she would be a UFC world champion. And I'm not overstating it.
1: I do not doubt you.
0: I'm telling you with kicking. That,
1: that focus of.
0: Her hand-eye coordination is second to nobody. And I've been around sports a long time. Mm-hmm. She's She is massively intelligent. Because just the way that she's like a velociraptor <sighs> constantly taking in things. Right. She may not process it all in the mm-hmm. moment. She's very repetitious and she's always right. lurking and moving. But just the sheer strength of that child and I mean she's got no limits, you know? And she knows once she's abused you and she's had time to calm down, she knows. That she's done something right. that's wrong, and she will apologize for it mm-hmm. a lot. But, they're, but when she's in it... Then that moment, man. And we've, you know, the way that Jeannie and I have kind of... And this may be to a detriment. I don't believe it is, but the way we've kind of structured our family is... We all take care of each other. And the girls have taken on this motherly role of Kirsten mm-hmm. and and know now how to bring her down. And you know, Jocelyn is like the Kiki Whisperer. Right. Jocelyn is like the hunter whisperer. And uh Sophia the hunter whisperer, you know, and then there's people that just amp them up. <laughs> um but we as a as a family unit, you know, like Ada came to babysit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't have to do anything. Everybody knows. Like when she stayed over for the weekend, she's like, this is a well-oiled machine. You would never know it. It's because I'm bent on building resourceful young people. Right. Probably overdoing it sometimes. I mean, I'm teaching them how to manage people. So we have chore books and they check them off. And, you know, it's like you want to... You want to be fair to everybody, so make sure you have the right rotation. Just all these things that work teaches me. But she's like, this is a well-oiled machine. I didn't have to do anything. You know, they, all your kids know. So I, you know, it's like, I really enjoyed my time here. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear as a parent, you know? Right. But I totally get what you're talking about. Because in the back of your mind, you know, that's that's one of the things that's really hard right now with doing boy time with Hunter. Uh-huh. This whole bowel situation, having my colon hacked on and whatever, it's caused me. Sometimes it's emergency. you got to go run to the bathroom now. You can't stop for anybody. If somebody's in the stall, sit in their lap or it's over. Right. You know, and so now it's like I take Jocelyn along. He's like, Dad, I want to go by myself. And I'm like, dude, you can't. <laughs> and now the understanding is now he's saying... I just want it to be me and you.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like me too. Man. Right. Me right.
0: too. We went to a Kings game. He didn't get a shirt. They threw shirts in the crowd and he missed one. It was great. 5 seconds not getting a shirt. He lost, lost it. it. He stormed out of Staples Center. I had to grab him. And he's you know, he's just Slingin'. like ter- you know, terrorizing mm-hmm. around and then you got to you know it's like you got to grab him like he's a two-year-old and just drag him out to the car and the way people look at you oh gosh the way people look at you when they have no idea what's going on it is the most insulting thing you could imagine they have no idea what's going on in your world they don't know
1: you know and It's so funny that you say that because I'm so mindful of that because of you guys, there's so many times, like if I'm shopping or this just happened at, um, my nieces, um, Emmy K just turned one. So she had a birthday party there and there were tons of kids there, but there was this one mom. Um, it's Riley's aunt that just had twin babies Mm -hmm. and she was by herself You know, um, dad wasn't there. I mean, they're married and stuff, but dad just wasn't there. I don't know if he worked or something, but then she had two other kids too, but she's, she has these two babies and I see her like doing the babies the whole time. I'm like, do you need help? Like, can I help you? Do you want me to hold the baby? Do you, (laughs) everybody kept saying, she's going to think you're a baby snatcher. It's like, no, I'm just so mindful you don't know what she's going through. Right. Even people at the store when their kids are pitching a fit and they're acting out and, I, and I'll look at the parent, do you need help? Are you okay? Because you don't know. No. It's like you can't judge a, a child, what's going on with the child and judge the parent. Right. Really, people? Right. So it's just like just making that eye, can't, eye contact and being mindful do you need help? Are you okay? And half the time, more than half, it's like, no, I'm good. I got it. Um, but there's just such an, a passion that I have because it's like, I know Jeannie tells me stories. Kiki like flips out in the store and it's just like, just leave the whole shopping cart. and We got to leave. So it's like you're when you're around it, you're just so much more mindful than just yeah. looking at it. It's like these parents can't even get it together. Like these kids are pitching a fit and, yeah. You have no idea what is going on. There's n- You have none. No idea.
0: And I, and I have no idea what's going on with you out there. Right. You know, and that's why I reserve judgment. Totally. You know, my, my wife, I, I could not have picked a better woman. I just could not. She is
1: pretty awesome. I don't know how she does it. I tell I don't, her all the time. I just don't know how she does it.
0: I don't either. But she would take all the kids grocery shopping by herself.
1: And we would run into her. Bill and I would see her and she was happy that Kiki one time at Walmart, Kiki was in the basket and she had milk there and Kiki drank the milk, but she was happy. She didn't spill the milk. <laughs> yeah. And Bill and I were just laughing because who would do that? Like who would take out eight kids and go grocery shopping? Yeah. And she had um, three baskets. Yes. One Kiki was in with a couple things and then the other girls had the other baskets filled to the top. I'm like, you're crazy. You are crazy. But when it has to get done, it has to get done.
0: And she's, you know, and then you, you look at all this and you wonder, it's no wonder that she's gone through bouts of battling depression. Yeah. Because it's hard as hard as it is. Thank God we have power in TV and things, and it's not a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been more simple, maybe not with kids like this. Yeah, I don't I know. Don't, yeah, I wouldn't um, even. But I do think this is the this is the part of the story that man versus marriage needs to put out, and I'm um, I'm just looking at the time we've been talking now. And if you're okay with it, I'm just going to release it as another episode. I mean, it's not oh, the yeah. plan, but we're just kind of furthering Behind the conversation. The yeah, and, and throwing it out there because this is, this is definitely a platform that we need to speak on. Mm-hmm. It's such a big part of mine and Jeannie's life.
1: Totally. It's a huge part, and I think... There's a community out there that needs to hear this, that needs that needs a voice to these kids.
0: Just to know that somebody, you know, that you may live thousands of miles away from <laughs> can relate.
1: In another country. Right. And can relate to what's going on. And it's we all don't walk like in the in the same circumstances but the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts are the same. Yeah. In the sense of feeling isolated and feeling you're all by yourself and you know what i mean it's yeah. those feelings that we all can relate to. We might all have different stories but the feelings are there. Yeah. And 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 how do we better ourselves and how do we maneuver ourselves and, and walk through this together as a community to say, this is how I did it. And this is how I overcome it because yeah. I was willing to say, yeah, I'm going through that too. Like I could totally identify to what you're saying Yeah. because a lot of times we just stay behind that or we just choose to be on that island
0: yeah and i I'm gonna tell you that's it's so true because probably three years ago it kind of occurred to me that we were hiding behind Kirsten. mm she was always the excuse of why we couldn't do too, something, yeah, and it all comes from this stuff here where it's like we show up, you know, I don't know why, but you're we're too much for you, and you're going to abandon us, yeah, and um. You know, so I was like, honey, we have to stop hiding behind her. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. One thing about uh, kids with autism is it's about routine. Yeah. So you decide what the routine is. Exactly. And, you know, so it, it, we had some really hard times when she was going to the hockey game. A lot of people. That's a
1: lot of movement for her. A lot
0: of metal detector. Yeah. You know, a lot of people there. A lot of commotion. A lot of noises. And it's like. You know, one, we went one time and she was flipping out. The next time they went, I wasn't there. It was Jeannie and Melissa. Uh-huh. And she went into a rage. If I'm there, I just drag her along as business as usual, talk to her if I have to. You know, you get her in the seat, and then generally she's okay. Right. If they score and the foghorn goes off, that, you know, but it's, it's about getting them in that routine and you know it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard do hard first. Right. Do hard first and then the routine gets set and then you in then you start to build an expectation for when you show up here this is what I do. Right. And that's very helpful, you know, but we have to be in it together.
1: I can't even imagine.
0: It's it's a crazy life. It's yeah. a it's a crazy circumstance. There's no training for that. No. There's no there's no playbook for that. And I think we need to write one. Yeah. To help.
1: I believe people.
0: so. You know, just to give the basic this is what you might expect. It's gonna be different. Your circus and your monkeys are going to be different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but understand, you know, in our circus, this is what we saw. This mm-hmm. is what happened. And you can this is what we did. You do your own version. If you got a better version, bring it. Right. And we'll work through it. Yeah.
1: I agree. I, I, I definitely agree. This is your guys' story and I think it's empowering. It's just a willingness to be vulnerable and put it out there. Yeah. And, you know, um, but if you're feeling alone, isolated, you know, it's you against the world. Like how many other people in your same You know, circumstances is feeling that same way, looking for a community of people who just understand. Because really, that's all everybody wants is to be understood. Like, I get where you're coming from. I might not be in it, but at least I can say I can understand it.
0: And maybe this avenue is a great avenue because you don't have to be in front of people to listen to the podcast. Yeah. You can just have your moment. You can reach out and say, I've, I've been there. Right. And just feel like somebody understands Mm -hmm. you and then move on. And you, you get to decide how much vulnerability you put into it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going all the way. You determine your level of vulnerability. Right. When it comes around autism. And it's one of the things that I wrote down. It's like life it's got to be out there. Career, it's got to be out there. Autism, it's got to be out there.
1: Yeah. It has
0: to be. Because
1: it's not a rare thing anymore. Right. For whatever reasons, I don't, like I said, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Um, But it's a very common thing now. Yeah. It's a very common thing. And I think a lot of married couples are struggling uh, and are up against this thing called autism.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a show, but it's not a show. Since we, uh, I learned in radio, you just keep the microphones rolling and, you know, be vulnerable and say stuff. And sometimes you get to go back and listen and think, wow, that was pretty insightful. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we'll make, uh, we'll just keep it all in and make it a show and uh, make it the third episode that we throw out there. And uh, I'll ask Ashley to kind of put it out there and we'll just further the conversation on that.
1: Sounds good.
0: All right. Thanks, coach. Thank you. It's, it is truly my pleasure. It doesn't feel like a pleasure in the moment, but.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the podcast
0: how good do you want your life to be you gotta live on purpose
1: for a purpose
0: it's truly really about becoming the best version of yourself it's possible this is man versus merit the podcast